It's Tuesday, October 15, 2013. Breaking the Supreme Court to hear challenge to EPA greenhouse gas regulations. India dodges a bullet. Fukushima prepares for another. Meet the nation's newest oil spill, now in North Dakota. Government shutdown shuts down U.S. research program in Antarctica. Plus, glimpse the future with the latest winners in solar cars and solar houses. All of those glimpses of the future straight ahead. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comments. Lady, we've got about ten minutes before this entire country is up in flames. If you want to live, you better step on the gas. Oh, wait, is this a Tesla? Well, step on the pissy pedal. We're going to die. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, some pretty big breaking news just in as we go to air today. The Supreme Court has agreed to hear a challenge to new EPA greenhouse gas regulations. Yes, and no surprise, the challenge comes from major industrial polluters. The good news is that the justices declined to hear challenges to the EPA's endangerment finding. That's the scientific finding that carbon emissions are pollutants that endanger human health and welfare. They also declined to revisit their own previous ruling, saying the EPA has the authority to set emission standards for cars and trucks. But the Supremes will now decide whether EPA authority extends to setting limits for big stationary industrial sources of pollution, like power plants and refineries, which are by far the largest sources of U.S. greenhouse gas pollution. So in 2007, the Supreme Court said, yes, the EPA has the right under the Clean Air Act, signed in the 70s by Richard Nixon. Yes, the EPA can regulate greenhouse gases coming out of automobiles. Now the question is, can they regulate greenhouse gases coming out of large power plants. And exactly. So forth. And it's another industry attempt to derail and delay any new emissions limits for the biggest industrial polluters. And we should add the case that they're looking at was decided unanimously by three judges on the appellate court, one Reagan appointee, two Clinton appointees, who said that it was, quote, unambiguously correct that the EPA had the responsibility to limit greenhouse gases on these uh, major power plants. We'll see if the conservative majority on the Supreme Court agrees. They'll hear the case in 2014. Massive evacuations and extensive government preparations averted disaster in India, where supercyclone Pylene made landfall over the weekend. They certainly wanted to avoid a repeat of what happened in 1999, where a lack of warning and lack of planning led to the death of 10,000 that storm back in 1999 was the strongest hurricane ever recorded in the Bay of Bengal until Pylene, which tied the record, and it caused widespread devastating property and crop damage, but fewer than 30 people were killed by the storm compared to over 10,000 in 1999. Emergency measures are underway at the crippled Fukushima Daiichi nuclear power plant in Japan to prepare for Typhoon Wefa. Forecasters say Wefa is weakening, but it is still the strongest storm to threaten the region in over 10 years. Plant owners are already overwhelmed trying to contain millions of gallons of radioactive wastewater. Meet the nation's newest oil spill, now in North Dakota. A farmer discovered over 800,000 gallons of crude oil had spilled from a pipeline on his land. Covers an area the size of seven football fields. State officials waited two weeks before they were forced to acknowledge the spill's existence to the public because they say there was no environmental damage. But the farmer says the land will be unusable for at least several years. So that's a pretty huge oil spill. Uh, much of America hasn't heard about it because of 
the shutdown fight in Washington, D.C. Speaking of the government shutdown, now in its third week, the impacts continue to pile up. Unless funding is found, the U.S. research program in Antarctica will be canceled for the entire year. The scientists say that will devastate the U.S. Antarctic research program for many years because of the extremely difficult nature and long lead times for research in the harsh extremes of the Antarctic. So major oil spill doesn't make the news. Potential shutting down of major scientific research doesn't make the news. Mission accomplished, mission accomplished. But some good news. They're in a car race that's taking them from Darwin in the north down to Adelaide in the south. And they're depending on that powerful Australian sun and their own ingenuity to get there. Students from the Netherlands Eindhoven University of Technology won this year's World Solar Challenge, a car race powered solely by the sun across the Australian outback. Their solar-paneled three-seater sedan beat 39 other teams from across the world. We also have a winner in the Solar Decathlon, the international design competition held by the U.S. Department of Energy to award the best, most efficient solar-powered house built from the ground up by teams of university students. On Saturday, Vienna University of Technology won first place overall for the most affordable, energy-efficient, and most attractive solar-powered house. Students from the University of Nevada took second place, but every house in the competition this year produced more energy than it used, including appliances. The house itself produced more energy than was used by the house itself. That's right. Let's have more of that. Speaking of more of that, you can get more of that at our website, greennews.bradblog.com. Don't forget, you can download the Green News Report anytime via iTunes, Stitcher, or TuneIn. Find us and like us on the Facebook and follow us 24-7 on the Twitters at Green News Report. From bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. And this has been your Green News Report. More.